French bubble mindset. Changing your thoughts, changing your life. Hello, beautiful people. Angela with Orange Bubble. Thank you for listening, all the likes, shares, subscribes, and follows. I am available via YouTube, podcast, and my website. I have workbooks available to help you in many aspects in your life, a free Facebook group, a free alignment email course, and personal coaching as well. Please see the links below. I know you've all been waiting for this. This is a discussion regarding the dark night of the soul. Again, that's the dark night of the soul. Part one, we are going to discuss the soul. First, let me say, if you are going through the dark night of the soul, think you maybe or know someone you are trying to figure out what is going on with them. Welcome. I know it is confusing. And you got here by divine guidance, a higher power, the universe. Since this is a common concept and has been discussed since the dawn of time, have a seat. This will be a multi-part discussion due to the intricate details of it and the interpretation through the ages, as well as modern thought on it. I will explain why it is called the dark night of the soul, what it entails, why it happens, how it processes, the end result, and many other components of it. I will do my best to describe it in a personal story and reference materials as needed. Let's start our discussion with knowing what the soul is. The dark night of the soul has been called by this term in recent times, if you can call it that, since it's a poem by St. John of the Cross, The Dark Night of the Soul. In this process, the body and mind die to be reborn in a connection with God, a higher being. This is not a physical death. It's a spiritual union death. He actually calls it the dark night, or Nocha Oscura, later interpreted as the dark night of the soul. The ultimate conclusion in this is the connection to God, the universe, a higher power, whichever term resonates with you. It goes on from there. This poem was written in 1577 or 1579, basically sometime in the 16th century and attributed to St. John of the Cross, a Catholic monk. Go ahead and buckle up. To travel in time to go over some concepts of the soul via written or oral traditions. This will help us better understand the dark night of the soul process. The shaman concept of the soul is throughout many populations and still practiced today in every country of the world. There are spirits that communicate either through the shaman via ritual practice or trance meditation to help people gain the perspectives and healings they need. Shamans are also able to help the dead take their souls to the next plane of existence as well. There is a concept that there is more than body and mind, 
this erythial named the soul. Zoroastrianism, also called Farsis in India, is an ancient religion still practiced today. Irvan is the soul and connected to the child prior to birth. This has been existence since Ara Mazda created the universe. Arha Mazda is the central god. Being good and doing good deeds keeps the soul in alignment. This Irvan is not part of the body, but unique to the individual and goes beyond the physical. The Hindu concept of the soul, the Atman, is universal, eternal, and this can be subject to rebirth until the karma of the Atman has attained karmic perfection. Therefore, good deeds and good action are important in life. But either way, we're discussing the soul and it is separate from the body's existence. The Egyptian concept was called Ka. This is the life force of the body that distinguishes it from all. At the end of the body life, the Ka remains alive and is judged based on the actions that happened in life. In Greek times, Plato discusses the souls based on Socrates' discussions. He said the soul has three parts of itself, rational, spiritive, and appetitive. It again is based on something more than the substance of the individual body and some type of life force that achieves a conscious being. And Judaism, specifically Jewish Kabbalists, a form of mysticism, calls the dark night of the soul the kiss of death. The soul, which is called the Ruah in Judaism, this is the part of life that leaves in the body's death. It is separate from the breath of the body. The Muslim Sufis, which is the mystic version of Islam, call the dark night of the soul the fana, meaning annihilation. Ru being the soul and is what animates the body, the consciousness, a metaphorical, metaphorical being akin to an angel. As you can tell, the idea of the soul is as eternal as the discussion of mankind, and therefore it has been unable to be clearly defined. The terms we use to describe this is beyond words themselves. And even with words we use to describe experiences, the ideal word has yet to be said, but it is used to spread the concept. And Shakespeare's words, a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. And we are just doing our best to define the soul, this separate force from our individual perspectives. Modern times are classified as the 17th century onwards, uh, started to come up with a more scientific approach and a desire to separate this soul concept and afterlife, separating themselves from the forefathers' thoughts of like Hindus, Erastianism, Egyptians, uh, Plato, all of the above. 
and trying to scientifically define what is consciousness, the soul, or remove it, the idea of the soul, totally from the equation. Hume, in particular, denied the spirit and decided on the term self. Then there is the contemporary times, which is where we are now, which is really an extension of the modern time thought of the 17th century. It delves into philosophies such as neo-Americanism, Marxist ideals, and the philosophers, the people of thought, with the essence of man, and renounce that man is split into mind, body, soul. Then they seek to separate the soul from the discussion, as if it hasn't been there. And in turn, society has lost its connection to this divine spark of breath, or the thought of immortality, and that there is something more than what we can measure. Taking our time machine, we are going to discuss how the biology, psychology of the soul, there seems to be no clear definition of the soul either within biology or psychology, other than there is apparently something more to the consciousness of being. There is something more than just the mind or just the body. Looking at some profound medical cases, think Stephen Hawkins. His mind was brilliant. But the body had issues. It did not stop his mind, the him that was unique to him, from thriving in this life. Then think about someone who has had what we clinically call brain dead, but the body continues to thrive many times without even equipment to keep it going. The mind appears to be gone and the body is still thriving. Hence the discussion among neurologists to, to define, is it the brain that keeps the body, the body that keeps the mind, or something else? They have analyzed the brain, grafted, and have labels for the biological parts of the brain, prefrontal cortex, the back being the reptilian part of the brain. This is what our focus is on, the something else that is not able to use a scientific model of life sentiments. Psychologists have defined the mind in terms of conditions, feelings, thoughts, and break it up into illnesses and wellness, but are unable to assist to define it other than to say it's all in the head, our chemical makeup within the body. Either way, I don't feel it matters if science can define it, measure it, or otherwise. It's apparent that there is a disconnect on this between the scientist model, the philosophy, the psychology, and spiritual growth community. For the sake of this discussion, we will call it any belief system that agrees there is a soul and a higher power above ourselves. The dark night of the soul is an issue of the soul being disconnected from that body, mind, divine spark. In conclusion, the soul is a definite part of mankind. Without it, we are incomplete as individuals. This has been discussed since pre-recorded time, 
from various religious beliefs, spiritual beliefs, philosophy, science, and psychology. Science and psychology try to deny it since they are unable to prove it and are doing the same thing, discussing what it is, does it exist, does it matter, with the goal of saying, since we can't measure, it doesn't. We are here to discuss the dark night of the soul. And if the soul matters to you, and that's why you're listening, then the sample answer is, yes, it matters. The other part is finding the part that resonates to you. Realize that what may resonate today is okay if it changes, because when we were a child, we believed as a child believed. As an adult, we think and grow just like we did as children. As we are exposed to new thoughts, feelings, desires, we manifest what works for our connection with a divine being, higher source, or the universe. Pick what resonates with you, and let's continue our discussion. More into this on the next upload. My goal is to break the discussion of the dark night of the soul into smaller 10 to 15 minute discussions over a series of podcasts and videos. These will be released once a week on Wednesday for four to six segments. Our next discussion will be on contemporary views regarding the dark night of the soul. From Carl, from Carl Jung, as many other psychologists and some other contemporary spiritual thought, as well as the mindfulness movement. Thank you for all the likes, share, subscribes, and follows. Angela with Orange Bubble. Until next time. Changing your thoughts, changing your life.